ago, a few well, a few months ago, which feels like a long time ago, there was like this <laughs> viral photo going around on Twitter of a new Amazon warehouse in Tijuana in yeah. Mexico. And it looked like fucking Elysium, right? It was like mm-hmm. this massive warehouse in the midst of uh, like, you know, a shanty town, essentially. I, I then read... Um, this really interesting uh, analysis by uh, uh, an IPE or International Political Economy Scholar. I forget their name, but what they were saying is that- I bet you it was Charmaine Chua, who's- who- yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, it was the analysis that Charmaine Schwa was got. It was a long thread by her, exactly, um, and and she laid out how uh, it, it's it's actually quite ingenious uh, the way that they set this up because what they do is that Amazon warehouse in Mexico imports a lot of goods largely from China, which gets mm-hmm. around tariffs and import bans from the U.S. So they import it into Mexico and then they deli- they bring all that stuff over into these little bundles that are, uh, you know, very carefully bundled into being a, a, a price below X amount, which then goes over the border. And because of NAFTA, they don't have to pay mm-hmm. any taxes or import duties on. And then that goes to the San Diego. Diego Fulfillment Center, which is one of Amazon's largest fulfillment centers in that region. Uh, and then that's where all the stuff gets actually distributed from. <laughs> so the Amazon warehouse in Tijuana is just an import processing plant, um, which then is distributed through San Diego. I mean, it's like, uh, like the, the real... <laughs> It is smart though. The real innovation that Amazon does is allowing its, you know, but it's, it's failings of, of overpay lawyers to come up with these really convoluted plans to, um, evade taxes and tariffs. And then Amazon actually puts it into practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the real innovation of Amazon's business model. Welcome to Costco. I love you. That's what I think of every time I see that that warehouse in Tijuana is the Costco <laughs> and the Idiocracy. It's just this huge building, like surrounded like a bunch. You know, it's like it is Elysium, but I mean, I'm 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 trying to look at the the fucking shit as a uh, being half empty. It's it's half full of laughing gas, and I got to find humor and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know where they, you know where Amazon learned this? They learned this from the fucking CIA. <laughs> like, think about it. How did they get drugs in the fucking country? They're, they're just basically utilizing the same fucking methods the CIA used to get cocaine in the United States, <laughs> therefore crack in the United States. If it works, why fucking change the playbook, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the the international angle here, but I just want to also say that I think you were really dead on here, David, as well, where you were talking about how for like a lot of people, a job at an Amazon warehouse is a really good job. It's the mm-hmm. best job that some people can have because they do pay, you know, a $15 minimum wage. They do provide benefits like healthcare, a 401k, uh, the warehouses are air conditioned, right? Like all of the you know, things that a lot of other jobs and especially jobs in that sector don't tend to tend to have. But you're right, like they, they dangle that, right? They dangle that as a, as this kind of promise of lowering the floor of expectation, right? This is the best you can expect. And it causes, it makes us as leftists, um, have to hold two facts in our mind at the same time. One is that Amazon is 
a terrible global empire of exploitation and extraction. Fact. Another fact, though, is that for a lot of people, especially immigrants who work in Amazon warehouses in the U.S., in Europe, in Australia, um, mm-hmm. this is the best job they've ever had. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, and and they and and they are thankful, rightfully so, to have that job. Our our project as leftists is to try to resolve that contradiction, to resolve that dialectic of, on one hand, criticizing uh, Amazon ruthlessly, while on the other hand, recognizing that people are not lying when they say they're very thankful for their job at Amazon. You know, I, I think that this is like, this gets into like a larger point that I think a lot of people have, I hate talking so broadly, but like uh, a lot of especially younger leftists have um, when it comes to actually starting to implement strategy that they think that like people haven't thought about a better world yet. You get what I mean? Like there's this kind of idea that like, oh, these Amazon workers, they don't know that like we could, they could be in a union and they could have all this power and all these things. Like I'll just say this from my experience, just like, you know, more often than not, when I talk to people, the, the, the problem is never convincing them that like socialist policies are better than the ones that we live under. Right. Or like workers power is like, you know, a, a good thing. Right. The people sort of generally understand that they just look at me like I'm crazy because they think, I think that it can happen. Right. And like, it's like, a, it's a confidence issue. Um, and it's a, it's a very serious challenge to have to build, um, you know, to build like a kind of workers confidence to be um, able to sort of stand up against these systems. Um, because yeah, as you were saying, like they do dangle these things in front of you. Right. And, and if your employer is dangling healthcare and, you know, it might be a low wage for the amount of work that you're doing, but, you know, might be better than a lot of other things that you're able to get in the area at the time. Um, you know, if, if a company is able to dangle that in front of folks and then we just have people on the outside saying, like, if you do this crazy thing that, like, might actually end up in getting you and your, all your friends fired from your workplace, um, you know, then maybe it could be better. Like, you know, finding a way to, like, bridge, you know, to build that bridge between, like, the, the current situation and, like, what we're promising folks and building that kind of, uh, you know, confidence, I think, is one of the biggest challenges that we have um, on the, on the left in the U S and I think it's one that sometimes folks don't take as seriously, um, as, as they should. You know, I think it's also really funny, you know, Amazon here is taking advantage of every single thing that it can to create these warehouses. It's taking advantage of the fact that zoning is such that as the report lays out, right. Industrial land is cheap and guess who has been pushed to live near industrial land, black and brown people, but also that, I mean, Amazon, because of its high turnover rate, because of its horrible working conditions, you know, because of the fact that it chooses to airdrop into communities where it may pay a better wage than jobs offered there, but pays a lower than industry standard wage. Mm -hmm. Like this allows it to really exploit, as you were saying, you know, the fact that, of course, people have dreamed of better alternatives, right? But they're not able to for one reason or another. There's just too much crushing them, right? And then you have a company that takes advantage of that and is much more mobile, agile, well-financed, of course, because it's one of the richest firms in the world, um, and also 
having fine tuned this strategy over and over and over and over and over and over again, right, uh, is in a much better position to ensure that workers cannot, do not, are not able to demand more, organize for more, uh, because the boot's not being lifted off of their leg for a single second. I, I just wanted to know really quickly on the Bessemer example too, just so people, you know, don't get the wrong impression. It is true, by the way, that all the warehouses around there that were unionized paid a much higher rate. Um, than Amazon. I think that was a really important point to make. I would just say like, just quickly to folks who sort of like lived by that point, you know, um, it's like, okay, well, that's true. But also, you know, when you look at what the typical jobs in the area were, you know, the Amazon was paying a bit more. And also I understand that kind of, again, I don't think we should run away from the facts on this kind of thing. But if you've ever been, you know, somebody who's looking for a job, I don't know. I've never really been in a situation where I'm just able to p- compare like all like the median wages of like all of the different employers. <laughs> you know, you're just trying to find something that you think you can get hired and you can, so you can pay your bills in the next couple of weeks. And that's what Amazon sort of relies upon. You know, this job is the first time in my entire life. I've not been in that sort of situation, right? Where it's not <laughs> constantly looking where, where it's not like I will take whatever is open, right? I, there's mm-hmm. that, the idea that you can sit back, back and consider what's available to you is a, is really a foreign one that still doesn't feel real and is not for most people at just mm-hmm. flat out 